Hello and welcome to Social Media Weekly episode 25th June 2019. Social Media Weekly is brought to you by Virtual Panelist Marketing, the digital marketing agency that helps small businesses go digital. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. This week is the Libra Special, where in this episode, we will dig very deep into the Libra cryptocurrency that Facebook announced late last week. So actually, this week's social media will only be focused on Libra and nothing else um, because also there is nothing much going on uh, on the social media platform. So we want to really take uh, the time to talk really, really well about this and what are the implications, what it means for all of us. Yeah, since everyone's like talking about it now, right? Yeah, everybody's talking about it. So uh, because we also announced, uh, we, we also talk about it about almost a week later, mm-hmm. we are able to get a lot of um, feedback from journalists all over uh, their perspectives and what they think about it. And uh, because of that, then we can actually give a, a more balanced viewpoint from many angles on yep. what this is about rather than just it just being a just being a just a you know just a normal announcement <laughs> yeah yeah so let's start um in the very beginning we asked the question right what is libra mm-hmm. like the us dollar and the ringgit malaysia libra is going to be a currency that we can use to buy and sell almost anything this can be online and offline The difference is this currency is global and can be used anywhere in the world without needing to pay pay transaction fees. Let's talk about what currencies used to be. Um, Initially, it started off as a medium of trade, right? Before we have the barter system, where in order to have uh, a goat, I need to give you what you want, which is a cow. And if I don't have a cow, I need to find someone else who wants a cow and has a, you know, yeah, what he has wants. an apple and I can trade for an apple and you want the apple and I give you. So it's, it's a very difficult uh, trading format. So what they did was uh, people created a medium of trade, uh, uh, something that they can use like a pound of gold or back then, uh, seashells. Yeah, then were seashells and all these kind of things that they can use to actually uh, trade, like use it to trade. And then I can use that seashell and buy something else with it. Yeah. Uh, and then even it, it eventually became paper mm-hmm. and coins. Yep. And IOUs and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then um, countries started to create their own currencies in order to regulate um, how the monetary policy works in the country mm-hmm. uh, to control how much money is put out into the, into the country for circulation and, you know, whether the country wants to run an expansionary policy or, or a retractionary policy. It's a very economics kind of thing yeah. uh, and then in order to trade in a different currency you have to pay a transaction fee mm. there will be people who hold a bunch of different currencies and say okay you want US dollar there will be X amount of ringgit plus a transaction fee Correct. for holding the cash yeah. in Malaysia you do call money changes money changes yeah we have a lot of money changes in Mid Valley yeah Mid Valley especially very long lines <laughs> uh, good rates with good rates. But not as good as this. No, not as good <laughs> as this. So what Libra hopes to be is the inter- the global currency that eliminates all transaction between countries. So in a way, it's like decentralizing it. Lah. Completely decentralizing it, uh, which is going to be ver- a very, very bold step. But as we will explain later uh, in this episode, it 
kind of makes sense. And I think Facebook is in a very strong position to be the first cryptocurrency to actually become proper global currency in terms of the cryptocurrencies uh, agendas like yeah you like bitcoin up. ethereum and all the other ones that the coin most of us never, never heard of <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so the question now on the market is is it safe the one reason why previous cryptocurrency never became proper currencies of trade was its volatility Traders do not want to accept Bitcoin today and have them lose all value the next day due to speculation. So Libra is different. Why? Because of two reasons. First, it is packed to a basket of major stable currencies like the US dollar, euro, pound and yen. That way, if one currency drops, Libra will still have enough reserve of other currencies to remain stable. Secondly, Facebook set up a Libra association Ooh, that mm-hmm. will have up to 100 companies each investing USD 10 million into an initiative and having a seat at the board with many financial big rings like Visa, Mastercard and blockchain specialists like Coinbase and Zappa Holdings advising on the board, the world will have confidence on Libra. So I think this is the most uh, the most the most organized mm. a cryptocurrency the, bo- the birth of the cryptocurrency yeah, yeah the most organized it has ever been previously it has just been like a bunch of people mining for <laughs> digital for, mining yeah for, for coin in some some basement somewhere yeah. and nobody knows who is who and what <laughs> is what it's Japanese yeah, yeah this, well, it's supposed to be a Japanese guy because they they, they name the, the the currency is named after this pseudonym called Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people even think that it's not a Japanese person. So it could be an American or it could be a European somewhere just using a pseudonym and the name is not even real. <laughs> so this person don't even exist. But um but where we're looking at is we are looking at a hundred big companies, mm-hmm. especially people like Visa and MasterCard and Coinbase and Zappo Holdings backing this sitting at the board of uh, Libra Association and this can potentially uh, I mean it instills it's a strong team yeah it is a very strong team and instills a very great confidence in in, in the, market, the potential uh, of this correct, correct. this currency and they have credentials and credibility in terms of manpower in terms of knowledge specialty yes. yeah I think they are the team management is well ready. Yeah, I, so I think this is a very amazing. Uh, so right now at this point, uh, as of last week, there are 30 companies that are on board. They also include, uh, actually most of the companies that are on board are uh, B2C companies, even mm-hmm. Uber, Lyft and all are there as well. Spotify is there as well. So which means that these companies are planning to directly take up Libra as a viable currency for the services that they provide to everyone. Mm, yeah, right. So you can link their currency back to their own e-wallet. Yeah, example. yes. So which comes to the question, right? How do we use Libra as a currency? Mm-hmm. Facebook, will be re- Facebook will be releasing an app called Calibra. <laughs> wow. Which, yeah, it's just add a car in front and then you, you have something else. Uh, which can be used to manage and make payments using Libra currency. On top of that, many merchants that use MasterCard and Visa and also PayPal or, or any other platforms that that um, the board uh, the board is a member of like Spotify, Uber, Lyft um, can also accept Libra as a currency of choice. Mm-hmm. So which means that when you want to make a payment, right? This is what uh, we are foreseeing that if you want to make a payment, you can choose the currency that you want to use, and one of the currency that you you can use is 
Libra, mm, right? So how do you get a Libra account? All you have to do is register once with your identification, which we think will include our ID card, mm. right? And then once we uh, once we register already, we can actually put money into the, the wallet. Libra account. Yeah, the, okay. uh, the Libra wallet. So, and we think that um, we will probably need the app, the Calibra mm. app. Yes, correct. Kind of like a big pay app or a touch and go wallet app where we need to transfer money from our bank account into that app. Mm-hmm. And then we can actually start trading. Mm-hmm. Trading in the sense that we can buy anything and sell anything using that um, the Libra the account coins. and all the money attached to it. And also we can send money to each other. Mm-hmm. So which means that let's say your employer may you be able to pay, company. yes, can, may be able to pay you, pay your, your salary using Libra coins instead of going into a bank and coming out and having charged like 50 cents for every transaction and making it so difficult to even start a bank account. Yeah, correct. Or even interbank ratings and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, that is that is what they they actually want it to be. To globalize currencies yeah, itself yeah. Like and, in general. And they did say that, um, uh, Facebook did say that they potentially want Libra to be the currency where we use to buy anything from a donut mm-hmm. to paying your monthly rent. Mm, okay, all right. Yeah. Or that kind of range. Uh. Yeah. Does it include hawker store too? <laughs> so like, okay, you see, you see, so now the problem <clears throat> with a, a lot of payment system is that you need to first register mm-hmm. with, let's say we use QR pay, uh, touch and go, e-wallet or anything, right? Yeah. First, you need to register as a vendor, mm-hmm. right? And then you need to get a, a, a unique QR code mm-hmm. where you can put on in front of your hawker store. Right? Right, yeah. So, which isn't a very big barrier, but it is still a barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But every single hawker guy, every single hawker person has a Facebook account. And every single one of them has a mobile device. Correct, yeah. It's like it's like a mass reader or a compulsory gadget yes. ready for the future. So because of that, all barriers has already been bypassed already. Mm-hmm. And all that person needs to do right now is just take out their Facebook. Do a simple registration with a Facebook account or WhatsApp or Instagram or Facebook Messenger, which Libra will be a part of. And all transactions can happen right after. Mm. So it's literally like trading, like like just transferring money between one Facebook account to another Facebook account. Taking technically being is a globalized cash, but mm. in the digital format. In the digital format, yeah. Yep, correct. So how does Libra make money? Facebook Facebook said that Libra itself isn't used to make money, rather to be a platform for more transactions to happen. So Libra will charge almost no interest on any transaction, including international ones. As a perspective, popular international money transfer company, Western Union, charges around 7% per transaction, making about $50 million a year in revenue just on that. Here is how Libra plans to make money. First, all money cashed into the Libra wallet goes into a reserve, and any unused amount will be invested for interest, which will become their profits. Facebook hopes that coupled with the new e-commerce service, more people will end up using Libra to buy stuff from one of their platforms. Yeah, so they're looking true. at two, they're looking at two fronts here. Number one is uh kind of like how any bank or any central bank plans to use the money. Mm. Because any one of us putting money into a bank account, we will not be using all the money at, at one time. Mm, correct. Right? So assuming that 
any person at any given time only use about 10 to 20% of our savings, there are 80% left per user that is left untouched. Mm. That is all put in the reserve. And because it's put in the reserve, uh, Libra plans to use that money to invest in something mm-hmm. like uh, maybe bonds, stocks, or uh, something a bit more secure, so that less risky. Yeah. yeah, less risky. As long as they can, they earn can, the they can. Yes, they can earn through the interest that is higher than the inflation rate. Then that would be fine. Yeah, correct. So there, there is a question of inflation as well because if Libra, if Libra does not keep printing, I'm using inverted <laughs> com- commas printing their credits, right? That means there's only, let's say, for example, there are only like 100 billion Libra coins uh, in the market and they will never get more and more. Chances are they will, they, this will, this will stop the inflation problem. Mm, correct. Right. Or maybe even reduce it to a very high degree. You're talking about global inflation. Global inflation. Um, inflation. Separate. Inflation. So okay. one of the, the greatest uh, contributor to inflation is if a country when reach a point where they don't have enough money to grow the economy, they will go to the printing machine and they just keep pressing print, 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 print. So the more money is circulated into the economy, the less value a single currency holds. So that is how inflation happens. In a later stage. In a later stage. So in order to prevent that from happening, if if the Libra coin does not increase in supply, Mm. then the demand will always be the same, which means inflation will, chances are, Less of inflation will happen. Mm, yeah, it will be a slower rate. Or Very slow, or maybe they will take away fifty percent on a chance of inflation happening. Let's, let's, let's say Facebook were to in, increase their population, then the demand is higher already. If they increase their population, uh, if there are more people using Facebook, yeah, but let's say the supply of Libra is still the same, same then the value is in, even more higher. Then the value will increase. Yes, the value will increase, which um not which will not inflate it. It will actually deflate it, which makes every coin more expensive. All right, okay, got it. Unless, of course, Facebook says we will print a ratio, uh, a ratio of coins proportionate to the number of growth of people. Mm, So let's say, for example, they say I will print one additional coin for every 100,000 person that comes into the world. Mm, All right then that will kind of offset the inflation because the ratio will still be the same. So yeah, maybe the Libra Association will be the, the people who, who govern this thing and manage and say, you know, this is what we're looking at. Yeah. Or maybe a registered ID like instead of a Facebook account. Yeah, yeah, let's say, yes, let's say registered ID. Yeah, for every 100 registered ID, we will print one coin mm. or, you know, uh, 10 coins. Correct, correct. So with all the reserve in, right, they will use the money to invest somewhere and with the interest made, um, the the interest made will be the profits. Mm, right, so yeah. that is a very traditional way of doing it. And I think it's not the wrong way because it's good because instead of the money sitting there and doing nothing, you might as well invest it somewhere. Correct, yeah. And so, then you're talking about like, let's say Western Union, right? It's mm, 7% per transaction making 50 million a year. This we're talking about global global money circulating in one center where let's say exactly. trillions. Even if it's just as simple as that, uh, it's a small amount of like... Even if you're looking at 0.01% per transaction on Libra, we are really talking about a lot of money. But Facebook isn't even looking at that kind of transaction. They are Mm -hmm. not planning to make money from that side. So the first is the reserve where they invest. The second is actually Facebook hopes to create an ecosystem Mm. where more and more people will use Libra to buy stuff and hopefully the stuff that they buy 
will be on one of their platforms, Facebook or Instagram or any of the upcoming e e-commerce platforms. And then from there, the sellers will earn more money mm-hmm. and the sellers will have more money to actually advertise on Facebook or Correct. Instagram. Yeah. So when they do that, then Facebook makes money. Mm-hmm. So this, I think it's a very good, very smart and a very long-term way of, um, planning, of planning. Yes. And I like it. They're not just looking at, at you know, short-term goals. They're actually planning, creating an ecosystem and it's very organized and it's very structured. So this is one of the good news we've heard so far. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's one of the good news we've heard so far. So the next question comes, um, of course, we're all asking this question, right? <laughs> is it private? It's a million dollar question. Seeing is uh, this service comes from a company who doesn't care about our privacy at all. <laughs> but after some uh, reading around, we find that it actually is quite secure. Yeah. Because Calibra is not the same company as Facebook, no private information can exchange between the two companies. This means Facebook cannot track what we buy and try to push us more ads. At least that's what they say. Yeah, or at least the Libra Association will, you know, will ensure, <laughs> will ensure that no private information gets uh, leaked onto Facebook. Yeah. Which I think, um, given if the part where they make money is sorted out and Facebook agrees with it and Facebook wants it done that way, I don't think there is any other reason why Facebook should try to pry on our personal information. Mm, correct. But then there is a problem. What, what do you see? Which is a part where the risk. Okay, the risk uh, yeah, okay. we talk about the risk. So unfortunately, there is one risk. Anyone can develop apps and use Libra as a currency of trade. This means there is a potential that shady developer will create fake apps in order to steal our Libra details and even credits. Fraud, I see. Mm-hmm. Facebook and Calibra said they, that they will not vet developers, but we hope this will change. I guess that will always be risk in handling money. At least it's safer than keeping all them between your walls or under your pillow. So yeah. <clears throat> when we talk about privacy, we also talk about the risk of it, right? So the risk comes from third-party developers. Mm-hmm. Just because Facebook does not collect information from us does not mean third-party developers cannot. So here's how I see it may happen, right? Um, a shady developer from, let's say, Vietnam or, or, or China or somewhere in Teluk Bahang, Penang, right? Yeah, creates an app. And this app looks exactly like one of those uh, uh, really, really legit uh, Libra apps. Okay, all right. And then... Um, we use we use the app and they collect all our information. And so happen they sell the information to Facebook. <laughs> and then Facebook buys over. Facebook it. buys the information. And then, no, I didn't do anything. And then Facebook says, no, I did not collect any of your information. <laughs> the information is all with Calibra. It just so happened that someone comes up to us and say that they are selling information to us and we so happen to buy them. Yeah. And it's just a coincidence. It's, yeah. It's not a foolproof system. Correct. Yeah. And um, I think Facebook and Calibra needs to fix this. I think Calibra, okay, one thing for sure, right, is this is a case where a scenario whereby banks or let's just say, who was the other partner again? Let's see how here, Coinbase, Blockchain, Mastercard, Visa, mm-hmm. they are all banking industry. So yeah. in terms of experience on how to handle fraud, especially digital fraud, I think they will have an SOP for it really to, you know, to start. Yes, with. yes. And I hope that they, they enforce this SOP mm-hmm. on third-party developers so that even third-party developers cannot obtain information from us. Correct, correct. I mean like it I mean fraud happens in even yeah. in Visa and Mastercard, it still happens. But they they 
it somehow it manages. They know how to minimize it to a point where it's um, super, super minimal. And you know what would be a good company to come into this Libra uh, association? Police association. No, (laughs) Apple. Oh, Apple. Because Apple is very, very uh, uh, concerned with the privacy of of their users. Okay. And in the past few years, they have developed a lot of SOP and systems to ensure that the users information remains private mm-hmm. and i think if apple comes in and they try to push for this and if it's if if it's safe to be used in an apple device without an apple id then we know that it's safe enough right yeah and then can purchase thing in the app store exactly <laughs> yeah using, you, using libra yeah so well that's a great potential there we'll yeah yeah so next up we talk about the economic implications the externalities um of Libra as a currency, global, the first ever global currency to hit the world, if it actually becomes a uh, very big, very big currency. Uh, first of all, we talk about the Libra Association, which is shaping up to be another oligarch of finance. So it's, this is, this is just the same, it's the same as the, the oil and gas cartel, the, the banana republic, <laughs> and it, it's, it's age old, right? As long as, humans are involved and when there's money and wealth, we always see the richest people banding around to create a group of association to be richer and controlling the rest of the world. And now it will be the first ever currency governed by 100 companies, which if you pry into it, are probably the same bunch of people mm-hmm. who are in the other cartels. The top 100. Like the that. top 100, yeah. So if Libra becomes one giant global currency, it will essentially be controlled by these people. Hmm, correct, yeah. Then maybe I think you should start sending resume to <laughs> so, <laughs> start working. Yeah, at least. So, so you, know, you, know, you, know, you know when you say initially that uh, Libra is going to decentralize uh, decentralized financing and currency, mm-hmm. this, I don't think it's a decentralization. It's a re-centralization. Yeah, it's, it's forming another new country. Yeah, it's forming another new country because... If we look at it, right, the top 30, the 30 companies that are in here right now, right, actually they are mostly American companies. Mm, correct, yeah. Except for Spotify, which is uh, from Sweden or Norway, I don't remember, but most of them are actually American companies. So imagine if the 70 other come in uh, and 50 of the 70 are actually American companies. Technically, we, the entire world's finances and monetary system will be at the mercy of Americans. Yeah, the Americans, correct. I'm not saying that Americans are bad, but I think it's a lot of basket, a lot of eggs to put in one basket. If you're, if you're asking me. Yeah, correct. And we haven't, we have yet to see some Southeast Asia or even Asia participant in Asia participants. So companies. I would like it if Libra tries to have representatives from all major countries mm-hmm. to have a vote or a voting right or to be seated in the in the board so mm-hmm. that they ha- they can have their interests. Uh, uh, rise, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, at least they even up. We have a representative. Yeah, like a Chinese representative or a, a Southeast Asian representative, or you know, uh, a, a one from Japan, one from South Korea. These kind of uh, these kind of people, mm. rather than just companies, because companies are only interested in money. Mm. They're only interested in profits. So if we build a global currency that is only where the people are only interested in profits, I think ethics will be a problem for them you're controlling globally yeah yeah state you know yeah so so this will be a very big issue i think uh we think 
uh, in terms of the economic implications. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I did speak to a friend uh, who is working in Bank Nagara about uh, Libra. Mm -hmm. This has been a week now. And um, he says that uh, Bank Nagara does not have any um, thoughts about it yet. But what they're doing is they're actually monitoring very closely yeah, what this currency becomes. Mm -hmm. And I did ask him, uh, what if the the country, everyone actually starts to adopt this currency as the official currency mm -hmm. and sideline Ringgit Malaysia. Um, and he says that uh, the government will try their best not to allow this to happen because of uh, uh, geopolitical reasons mm -hmm. and also because of national security because uh, then they will not have control over the monetary policy. Mm -hmm. um, it will be like Argentina using the US dollars instead of their own local yeah, currency it will go towards monopolization kind yeah of yeah yes yes um and it gets worse because the members of libra association are mostly americans <laughs> oops and history yeah exactly <laughs> right so so it um on the surface it feels like an interesting thing but once we dig in deeper right it, it it's a bit scary yeah, it's like, it's like history is repeating itself. Yeah, you know, history is repeating itself. Like and SHTI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back again. Yeah. And, um, and this guy in Bangalore, he did say that um, Facebook is not known for having the best securities and interests for, uh, for privacy. Mm. So they will work very hard to try to prevent a complete takeover of Libra, mm. uh, but okay. we it's too early to tell what's going to happen. So yeah. we really don't know what um, what it will eventually become and how Bank Negara will try to manage this and how any other central bank... I mean, I don't think Bank Negara will be the only central bank who's concerned about this. I think mm. every other central bank in the world is concerned, yeah, correct, correct. except for the US. La. <laughs> so then um, the second one, uh, which, yeah, which, which also talks about... Uh, the the central bank which uh, which is the the fact that if libra takes off right and becomes global it will dramatically mess with the country's ability to manage the monetary policy mm, um so in in economic terms the government work with uh, the central bank to manage how a country grows mm -hmm. uh, expands and retracts based on uh, the economic cycle so what they do is uh, based on how much people are spending they will try to get people not to spend too much so the currency will not overinflate. And they will also try to get people not to save too much to a point where nobody is spending and the, com uh, and the country is not growing. So they do that using tools, um, fiscal policies mm -hmm. and monetary policies. So, and um, one of the reason why the Euro, the European Union has been having trouble growing very well and getting aligned with a lot of growth plans is because there are a bunch of countries that share the same currency, mm -hmm. which means that every single country only has their own physical policy to, to dictate how much a country grows. Mm. And everybody, when everybody is tied to one monetary policy, some countries can uh, ride on the wealth of other currencies. Mm, yeah. For example, countries like Spain and Greece are, they, they grow very little, but they're riding on the wealth of Germany, mm, correct. which are, which has a very strong, um, economy. economy, right? So this might also happen for, uh, for the entire world if mm. Libra takes over as a global currency. Yeah, correct. It's just like a 
it's just like third world and first world kind of issue yeah, they blend yeah. together. So there will be a point where um where in the beginning it might seem as if the US is gaining and benefiting from this global currency because uh they are kind of relabeling USD <laughs> in a different name and letting the entire world use it. But there will also be a point where it flips the other way around, where third world countries will ride on the economic growth of first world countries because their monetary policies are tied to the Libra currency. Yep. I think these are the things you should have pros and cons. Right? Yeah. The end, you just got to manage it. Yep. Mm. So I think that's all for Libra. Yep. Yeah, so that is all for Libra. It's a, it's a pretty compelling topic. So if... You don't know anything about Libra. I hope you know now. Uh, so we move on to SMW's Quora query. This week's Quora query. Uh, so the Quora query is a section where we scour Quora mm -hmm. for interesting social media or marketing topics and have our thoughts. This week's Quora query is what are the common mistakes for beginners in social media marketing? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we compiled and discussed a few most common mistakes. Um, JK, you want to take the first one? Sure. All about you, not about them, aka the customer. It's virtually just an advertisement board talking about the brand and their products. This kind of accounts generate nearly zero engagement and interest from the audience. If you find a brand that generates high engagement just posting ads, chances are they are already a famous and successful brand before the social media accounts start off, or their success did not come from social media. Yeah, I think... One good example with Coca-Cola, yeah. Red Bull, mm. those kind of you know established brand already, even yeah. before digital era came in. They have already been established. Yeah. Um I think Red Bull is a bit different because um I like how Red Bull is using social media in a mm. sense that it they never talk about their drinks. Rather Zero. they yeah, rather they really push uh, the sports and the the identity that they carry, mm. which is extreme sports. Whereas Coca-Cola always talk about their drinks, but they always link them to the emotional aspect. Yeah, the, the emotional goodness that the drink can give them. So to a point where right now, when you hear the sound of a can opening, you can taste. almost taste it in your mouth. <laughs> that is how successful their marketing is. Correct, correct. But there are many brands uh, that when you go into the Instagram account, right, it's just all about the products. <laughs> All about the product, showcasing the products over and over and over again. And some of these are successful, like you said, not because they gain success from social media, but they have already been successful before social media or outside of social media. Yeah. It's a, it's a deep marketing. It's a successful marketing. It's a delayed gratification kind of thing. It is a delayed gratification you kind of thing. You can't expect yeah. immediate result. Right? It yeah. comes later. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and I, I think, one of the major common mistakes we can agree for beginners in social media marketing is treating their social media platform like an advertisement board. This is what they always do. Yeah. I mean, you look at, look at the board. Like, although in terms of Facebook, they are trying to limit it by making sure the ads visibility is lower if mm. it's very ads, ads type. But um, I think generally the user did not practice common act, uh, proper ethics. Yeah. To yep. post marketing and ad stuff. Yeah, that's true. I agree with you. <laughs> so yeah. Next up, no communication. Social media is created for consumers to easily speak with the brands they love. And it completely diminishes the purpose if brands do not respond to their audience. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's called social media for a, for a reason to be social <laughs> and not to just post something and then let, let 
I people, say you hear. Yeah, I say you <laughs> hear. But it's more to like, I say you hear, you respond, I respond back and then we form a conversation and we become social. Yeah, correct. Um, so one of the major problems beginners um, face with managing the social media is that they focus on creating content and hoping everybody would consume the content, but they forget to include the equation where people consume the content and have feedback. Mm. Whether it's positive or negative or it's they just want to talk yeah. about it, it is still the feedback. Yep. So, and being conversational with your audience is what social media is about. It's about breaking the barriers. Yes, correct. So okay. it's very important. So I think the best, a good example of a social media company that actually does this would be like MGAG, SGAG. Mm-hmm. Even like reply Wendy's, ah, Burger King. They will actually burn you. Yeah, they will burn each other and they burn Still. you. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. It, it, it's very engaging. And I think um, Gary V as well, which mm-hmm. is very good because he has like millions and millions of followers. And you can just ask him anything on any social media platform and he will respond to you. Mm. It could be one of his people. It doesn't matter. But if that, there, is, there a response, is a response, there is a response. It, it may not be immediate, but it, it will be replied. Yeah, so yeah he will reply. Later. So he's, he's very dark. And this is the reason why people like him a lot. Mm. It's because of how approachable and reachable he is. Yeah, you don't want to have just, you know, a very one-sided conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Please, please, please. So next up, expecting fast ROI. We couldn't repeat this how many times. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about this. Social media isn't like a sales team where all you do is transact monetary value. It is where a strong branding is built. The difference between the ROI of sales and branding is... The former isn't sustainable, whereas the latter will eventually grow by itself when done correctly. Yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's so important to stress this difference between the ROI of sales and branding. Yeah. It's like, if you build a salesman, what a salesman does is he goes out and sell and sells. And when he stops selling, you stop making money. Correct. But when you're building branding, it may seem like very slow in the beginning. But after it's established, you realize that branding starts to sell itself. Mm, you yeah. don't need people to actually go out to actively sell. Yep, right. Branding sells itself. So I think it is important to have both. Mm-hmm. But I think brands, especially beginner brands, should not put neglect. aside, yeah, should not neglect branding uh, for the short-term ROI. Mm, correct, correct, yeah. Or at least budget a certain budget so yeah maybe okay maybe monetary wise budget wise they are very tight mm-hmm. so instead of just 100% of sales at least 20% 10% it's for marketing that and is for, for branding one, yeah yes. for branding and then as your brand starts to develop uh, or or your cash flow starts to strengthen mm-hmm. you can actually allocate less onto sales and more into branding yeah, correct just adjust the ratio accordingly yeah yeah but it should not be zero on branding mm-hmm. yep correct correct so next up. Next up is no campaign. <laughs> All properly built social media posts have an overarching campaign message and direction. Without it, the audience will be left lost and your intended message cannot carry far enough to the consideration stage. Yeah. Let alone the sales stage. <laughs> yeah. So many, so many clients come to us and ask, how come nobody is buying from us? And we ask them the same question again. If you see an ad, from a brand that you've never seen before on Instagram for the very first time, will you buy something from them? No. Nobody will buy something after they see one thing once. Yeah, correct. It's it's very simple. It's like, okay, just just ask yourself, 
Will you marry someone that you don't know at all? Yeah, exactly. You go through dates. You go through dates. You get to know them. You know, you you you, you probably <laughs> stay together and live together for a few years before even considering consider getting engaged. Yeah. Right? So. Then it's the marriage thing. So it's the same thing. A, a human relationship works and it grows stage by stage. And in terms of marketing, it is done through a campaign. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a campaign, you don't have a brand, and you want to go out and sell something. Yeah, you you may probably get a few stray stray buyers, but it, it doesn't stick. Most people will not buy if you don't have yeah, a branding campaign. It's, it's like one extent. It's like a one extent. <laughs> yeah, it's like actual dating <laughs> and yes. commitment. And some people who are brand loyal will yeah. not buy a different brand just because they've seen it once. Correcto. <laughs> <laughs> wow, our analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, um, that is all for Social Media Weekly this week. Social Media, po- Social Media Weekly podcast is available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube, and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. This is Social Media Weekly, episode 25th, June 2019. My name is Sean. And I'm JK. Au revoir. Bye.